Hey everyone, it's Katie, and you're listening to How to Play with Your Kids and What to Expect. Hey, what's going on? I'm very excited this morning to share that I am home alone. Um, So we had a very big Christmas break, and it was fantastic, and we went everywhere, and it took two and a half weeks or so. I don't know. It felt like forever. Um, And then we came home and I had a week of like me and the kids home because of school being out still. Now I'm at the end of a full week of the house by myself. My husband was out of town. I've had the best week of my life. (laughs) So I'm feeling totally together. I've had tons of time and I'm excited to kind of meet with you before. So my husband's trip ends tonight. So my fun is literally hours away from being over. So I thought I'd check in and share while I was still super positive and moving forward. Okay, today's topics, birthday parties. So um, birthday parties, wow, depending on where you live, because we've lived in so many different places and some places have very serious birthday party pressure and it's very real. And other places I've gotten away with not having any birthdays at all. Just having like four people sleep over or taking like someone to an adventure park for the day or like a birthday thing like that. Um, well, <clears throat> this last move was Magnus's birthday um, was during the last move or right after we got here or so, sometime in there where he didn't have any friends. We didn't know anybody. I tried to make his birthday really special, but it was totally like a very sad day. Blah, blah, blah. I don't want to go into it, but it was just, we did, we went to SeaWorld, but it was just sad. He was sad. He kept seeing other people there with their birthday friends, which was terrible. Oh my God. I do not want to relive this. <laughs> Anyway, so it was bad. And he's been asking for a birthday party and obsessed with birthday parties ever since. Like, oh, I want my friends to come. Okay, so that's the backstory there is that Magnus, the baby, is turning five. He's right at the age where your friends are the best. This is the best. Everything is awesome. So I was very excited to throw a birthday party. Um, And so I want to totally derail that for a a second and tell you the three books that I've been reading. And then I'm going to tell you about the birthday decisions that I've made. And then I'm going to tell you uh, how the books helped. Or hopefully I can do it all at the same time. That's my plan. We'll see. Okay. So first book I'm reading, Parenting from the Inside Out. This is by Daniel Siegel and Mary Hartzell. So this one I was told to read um, by a therapist almost immediately upon first um, meet. They were like, oh, this book is the best. So I read it. Um, Actually, that's a lie. I'm halfway through each and every one of these books I'm about to tell you about. Literally just halfway through each. (laughs) So Parenting from the Inside Out. What's it all about? It's all about, okay, when you have a feeling deep inside of you, like the best one that I used or the best one that they used, (laughs) I didn't write this book. The best thing they used, the best example was as a young doctor, a man was exposed to lots of child death. And then later on in life, when he had a son and he was crying, the man couldn't handle the crying. It was a trigger of that moment. It was all about his intense emotion behind that, right? So then he's like, deep breathing and he doesn't even understand that's what it's connected to um because he's a man (laughs) jk i'm just kidding (laughs) anyway so he can't understand he's upset obviously so then when the baby cries he just denies the baby crying or ignores it or ignores it to the point where then it gets so intense and he gets actually angry at the baby and then he's being mean to the baby right so like we've all like I think everyone can relate to that to that feeling especially with a a baby crying and a newborn crying is literally the worst sound in the world it makes my bones want to jump out of my skin I I so it's horrible um it's his terrible vulnerability, right? And it's like awaking it inside of 
every single human being that hears it. Um, so it's in this case, the father had to come to terms with the fact that, you know, this through therapy of his own, obviously, right, that um, this is something that is hurting his baby, right? It's like hurting him and then it's hurting the baby because then he's, you know, hurting the baby in other ways. And now he's not connected to his infant and he can't, he's unable to care for them, etc. So parenting from the inside out, totally kick ass. That's the best example from the book. I suggest that you read it. It's um, perfect for, I haven't forced my husband to read this, but it's good for wives and husbands or um, like analytic people and emotional people because they write it in one way that makes total sense. And then they have these other boxes of like scientific information and neurological information and things that are more analytical. If you have someone that really likes their information scientific and written out, which who doesn't, but snooze fast. Anyway, so, but, um, so it's really good for two people to read at the same time. If you're looking for something like that, um, parenting from the inside out. Okay. Next book. And my favorite of the three is Truth and Lies, What People Are Really Thinking by Mark Bowden and Tracy Thompson. Um, this is from the Behavior Panel, which if you're not watching, you're missing out. Anyway, so what is this about? It's out to really be, a, I feel like so far, how to be a human being and how to interact with human beings and kind of how to notice um, their body language, their changes in their body language, etc. Um, and I can't recommend it enough and I'll, I'll, I'm going to bring it back up, uh, as well for, for the birthday party topic, but it's fantastic. Um, and what I learned in this one the most is I'm a liar y'all. I'm about to do it right now. I said I would bring it back up. I'm about to do it right now. Um, the best thing that I learned is this little acronym that he has or that he and Tracy have for scan C A or S-C-A-N, scan. I am messing up today. I'm just super excited. And I wish that we could like avatar touch tails and I could just give you everything I know and then you could just beep, have a better day. <laughs> I wish it worked that way. Um, so S-C-A-N, scan. Suspend judgment. So I'm going to read all of my notes for this and then I'll tell you how it applies. Employ mindfulness. Take a step back. What is the other person doing? How are they moving? What words are they using? How do they sound? How does their response make you feel? Is it clouding your judgment? Avoid knee-jerk judgments and wrong assumptions. And then for C, take in context. Where are you? When? Who else is there? What is the situation? What is the background? How could these conditions affect the other person's viewpoint and reaction? A. Ask what else? Think wider and deeper about the other things at play in this situation. Consider what if possibilities. And N. New judgment. Test it. Refine or replace entirely the initial judgment you made with a more informed frame of mind. Get feedback by testing the new idea you have about the situation. Can your... Can be original. Oh, it can be original theory. Okay. So how does this apply to everyday life? Well, in this book, it applies to every conversation. Um, and they literally set out, oh, I love this book, you guys. I, this book is awesome. Um, but they set out tons of different examples, tons of situations. And then at the end of every single pas passage, it says scan. Okay. So now let's scan and it breaks it down for you really nicely. Um, anyways, <clears throat> How does this apply to real life? Well, the first freaking thing on there is suspend judgment and employ mindfulness. Take a step back. What? It, that, okay, so I made these index cards, right? And I've been carrying them around and I've been like, okay, reading them constantly because I forget everything. So I'm just reading it, the weed. So I'm constantly reading it, reading it, reading it, reading it. I want to get the idea. This is very important to me. Okay. Every time someone talks to me now, all I hear is suspend judgment, suspend judgment, suspend judgment, suspend judgment. 
And I haven't even got past that one part. Um, And I'm bringing this up because it is so fucking important that I think other people need to hear that. That like all of this stuff is set out and it's beautiful in these books. This book, this book is fantastic. But we read it. And then we think automatically like, oh, I'm going to do that. I'm going to be amazing. <laughs> but that's not how it works, truly. So take time. But my most important message here is that be nice to yourself. You wouldn't be mean to the kids because they weren't picking up something like super quick. You wouldn't be like, oh, this baby's a moron because he didn't pick up the ABCs faster than this other baby. That's not what? No. So be patient with yourself. Everyone gets it in time. And it's okay when nobody's that kind of, I've said this before, but I'm, nobody's grading you. Nobody's watching you and nobody's judging you, especially when you're at home alone. So that's when you're free to be yourself, use your mind. I'm getting sidetracked now, but, (laughs) but be patient. Because it's very frustrating when you think you're going to, you're like, yes, I totally understand this idea. But then doing it is a totally different thing. So give yourself grace and patience, please, and know that. So um, how is the suspend judgment helping? So this is an unrelated to my birthday party situation even. But my other friend has to go to birthday parties and banquets and other things. And she was not really complaining, but kind of venting and and asking for help in this situation because she didn't know what to do socially. And she was going to be kind of like stuck at a table, like wedding style with other people and blah, blah, blah. And I I had just finished making these index cards. So I was like, ah, I got it. So I took a picture and I sent it to her. And she was like, wow, this actually helps. I'm like, I know because I didn't come up with it. Anyway, (laughs) other people did. I'm just giving it to you. Um, So suspend judgment was the one thing I said to her. And my favorite card is scan. So I'm not going to get to it because it's the second card down. But it's all about context. And that's my favorite. So she was like this, you know, this other girl last time I saw her, she just uses me um, when she's lonely at functions. And I, mm, I know that kind of girl. So I told my friend, okay, but like take into context, like, like speaking of the context one, is she like, does she really like you? Does she get nervous around you? Cause she thinks she's cool or something. Like, is there, you know, something else at play or something? Plus maybe she really wants to get in on you because she doesn't get to see you a lot. And the banquet is a good time to like force herself on you almost because, you know, then you're all at the same table, just like you said, and you have to hang out. Um, And it's not that wild of an idea that you're cool. (laughs) It's not that wild an idea that someone might actually just want to be around you instead of using you. So that's the suspend judgment taken to context. (laughs) That's as far as I've gotten. (laughs) But but in all reality... (laughs) Seriously, first, first thing your brain does, and that's what Truth and Lies they talk about, Parenting from the Inside Out talks about it, and my third book, which I haven't even gotten to yet, talks about it. All all of them agree, which must mean, guys, there's at least some smoke to the fire, and that is that your first initial reaction is a judgment, right? It's It's an emotional response based on you, you. Not anyone else, not what they, not what they said to you, nothing. So a social example of this is like, if you leave, if you don't hold the door open for someone who's coming behind you, you didn't do anything wrong. You used the door exactly as the door was intended. You have no obligation to hold it for the next person. But if the next person behind you gets offended and upset, that's because they personally think oh, well, you should have held that fucking door for me because I would have done it for other people because I'm a nice person, therefore I'm right. And that's kind of how the mind starts to get angry (laughs) and like feed off itself, but it's really just you. Like it's, okay, that other person in all reality had no real emotional obligation to you. They just used the door as the door was supposed to be used. And if you just used the door right after them as it was supposed to be used, you too could be (laughs) 
free of this like annoying anger, right? So anyways, that is what it's all about is that this first thing that our brains do is judgment. First thing. So we're just little organism brains that want to put categories on everything. Is this safe? Is it dangerous? Is it my group of people? Is it not my group of people? So those are, are, am I in danger? Is like the first thing. And so if crying makes that guy feel in danger, you can imagine how hard being around a baby is. (laughs) So it's all kind of tied together. Um, and then I'm going to jump now because first of all, I could talk about this book for days. Truth and lies. What are people really thinking? Mark Bowden and Tracy Thompson. Mark Bowden is on the behavior panel. I do not know of Tracy Thompson yet, but uh, this book is awesome. Okay. Next book. The third book, the power of now a guide to spiritual enlightenment. Okay. So this one. I'm going to read little passages out of it. This one I'm reading with my friend and I have to, I don't want to give any judgment on it right now, but, um, I'm going to read some really good passages from it. Uh, I'm not really, I'm not, I'm not into it enough to say if I like it or not, but I'm so far learning quite a bit. So I think that's on the like scale. Okay. Excuse me. I need to water. It says, Just become intensely conscious of the present moment. And so it says this for when you're spiraling out of control, when you're losing control. And so anybody who knows yoga or meditation or has seen, you know, anything like that, same thing. There's millennia of that idea, right? Take a moment, pay attention, take a deep breath. So I just like the way he says intensely conscious, I think, that made me hear it the best. So now when someone has been saying something and I'm not paying attention or I catch myself judging really bad and because it's it's, obviously suspending judgment is super fucking hard. It's really hard. So but this intense if I'm feeling out of control, if I'm spiraling or whatever, I'll just start focusing like on what I can hear exactly in the room. Can I hear the clock going? Can I hear the dog snoring? Can I hear um, the fan going or whatever. And then I take a couple deep breaths. And so that's been really, really helping. Uh, it's not a new idea by any means, but I just liked the words intensely conscious. Um, because I, I guess I really saw that. Okay. So let's see. You derive your sense of self from the content and activity of your mind. Duh, right? Yes. To the ego, the present moment hardly exists. Only past and future are considered important. Okay, so it talks about this. This book talks about your ego, the, like that's their their center idea, right? Is that this this mind that you've created for yourself, this ego? Um, for example, the person who would get pissed off because somebody shut the door in your face, and then you're like, "What the fuck? I'm like a really nice person. I would never fucking do that." That's an ego, and that's your ego talking. And so then you keep going with it, and you keep getting angry. Um, for lots of reasons, you can read the book too, but I, <laughs> I'll get so sidetracked y'all for days. So, okay. So it says here that to that ego, to that person that you are, to that conscious mind, to that identity that you have only past and the future are considered important. Oh, yes. 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 I see that everywhere, all the time. Everybody's rushing to go to get somewhere. Me too. I'm. I mean, I'm just saying it's easier to see it. Obviously, obviously, everybody's rushing to go to go somewhere, or they're talking about some shit that irritated them from before. Um, and so, yes, yes, this is what I want everyone to hear. Now is important, but now is also happening. But now counts. Like you're allowed to. Um, an example of like self-bullying and how to employ like now behavior. I was vacuuming up the stairs one time 
And I was just literally thinking about like, so fucking lazy, Katie, like other, other women keep their house like way fucking cleaner and you know, like just constantly attacking yourself. I don't know what I was, I don't know. I was just not feeling myself that day. (laughs) And then I stopped and I was like, oh my God, I'm I'm vacuuming right now. I'm fucking cleaning right now. Now. I'm literally fixing the problem. Like, what does it fucking matter? So, like, the same goes for, like, working out while you're feeling chubby. (laughs) That's it, girl. That's, you got to. That's, hey, you're doing it right now. So there's something to that. There's something that should be praised about that. Like, it's okay. You're doing it. Okay, so it says it reduces the present means to an end. An end that always lies in the mind's projected future. So, right. So you're always thinking about the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. And it's causing you this anxiety and this stress. But you're always carrying with it behind you what a fucking idiot you are or what a failure you are or how lazy you are or how gross your bathroom is downstairs or whatever it is that stays on your mind, right? It says thought cannot exist without consciousness, but consciousness does not need thought. So thought can exist without consciousness. So in the stillness, when you're quiet, you can have actual thoughts, which, (laughs) yes, after a week by myself, yes, thoughts can happen when it's quiet, get a babysitter, swear to God. Okay, but consciousness does not need thought. So your brain is running constantly. It doesn't need you. It doesn't need your attention. I can just, and bro, any parent knows that feeling. You can go through the whole fucking day, the entire fucking day, unalive, completely dead inside, just operating on a function. So that's what it's talking about, right? You're just running. It doesn't really need you to be thoughtful or mindful. Okay, what's the next one? Make it a habit to ask yourself, What is going on inside me at this moment? So same as suspend judgment context. Like, ooh, emotion, boom. Same as parenting from the inside out. Ooh, emotion, ooh, why am I mad? Ooh, what is going on? So that's the question we have to stop and ask. That's the first step. So what is going on inside me at this moment? That question will point you in the right direction, but don't analyze, just watch. So, (laughs) yeah, right. (laughs) I love to analyze. What? That's my favorite. (laughs) Okay, so so that's what we have to do. I'm mad. Okay. Um, uh, I don't know what makes me mad. Okay, um, the kids interrupting me pisses me off, right? But guess what? I interrupt, so obviously that's me. Duh. Everyone knows this. So... For example, if a kid interrupted me, I would be like, oh, why does this piss me off? Instead of, God, Katie, I can't believe you can't keep your, I'm trying to think of what I, like, I don't know, like, you're starting to lose it. Why are you being a bitch? God, this is what we're talking about. You can't, like, deep breathe or whatever. Oh, I can't deep breathe right now. Oh, the baby's pulling on my leg. Oh, man, I have to pee. I don't want to hear this story. And then it all starts to pile up and you're just like, ah! Get everyone get the fuck away from me or whatever, <laughs> you know? So that's how our minds work. That's how this carrying, carrying the past and the future together work on us. All of these are connected. Um, and yet I think you should read them all. They're all great. Okay. But pay attention to that. Cause, but, but the judgment part, right? Like the, you are doing fine. You're doing fine. You're waking up, you're, you're doing stuff. It's really hard to be a human being and it's really hard to be present in the exact moment your kids need you to be present because then in four more seconds, they will need you to be present on a different emotional level about something else. So it's very difficult. And I understand, I'm, I'm, this is not, <laughs> ooh, the struggle is real. And there's, only, there's a reason I've only read three of these books because one of them I had to read the page four times because I kept getting interrupted. <laughs> So it's okay as long as you're trying, as long as you're working, as long as you're moving in a place and towards a direction that you feel like will make everyone in your life and your happy family better mentally, that's what's up. That's it. 
That's all you got to do. You're doing the best. That's parenting. Boom. So next, often a vicious cycle builds up between your thinking and emotion and they feed each other. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it, bitch. Every day, all day. <laughs> so, <laughs> every day. <laughs> so, if you, <laughs> I'm so serious, y'all. Every day. Okay. If you, every time somebody talks to you, right, you get offended or you get upset or whatever, that's the emotion, that's the gut, that's the, but you didn't, this time let's pretend you didn't take the time to say, why am I upset right now? This is, I don't understand why I'm upset. Take a step back, like in the context of the situation, like what is going on? Why am I so upset? Is it rational? Is it irrational? Is it connected to something else? Whatever. And by this time, by the way, all of this is going on in my head. I'm not fucking listening to whoever's talking. So if you think, (laughs) if you think that you should also be picking up the context of what's going on around you, I'm not expecting that. No, no. Not for me. No, ma'am. I won't. Mm, no. So think. So it's not easy, right? So then you get upset. Then you start feeding that way of thinking and you start, uh, I forget what the phenomenon is called, but you start to now notice that thing more, right? It starts to feed itself. It starts to make itself true. And now you see your husband as this, you know, whatever, or you see your son as this, whatever, or you see your daughter as this image of themselves that you've made up because of something that happened inside of you. <sighs> That's a lot. <laughs> and it happens literally every 10 seconds. If you have children and they're talking to you and interacting with you like a human, um, and so all of this stuff creates kind of like a big mess. And how do we get through that mess? Well, I haven't seen one damn thing that doesn't say the first thing you have to do is stop. <laughs> Just stop. So if you start to get upset or you start to feel yourself feeling irritated or you start to feel yourself whatever, lie and say you have to go pee. I don't care what you do. I really don't. Close your eyes like a cartoon and take deep breaths. And everyone around you can just think you're weird. That was my choice. I don't give a fuck. I don't care. I'm trying to get my mind right. Get the fuck out of here. I got kids to raise. I ain't got time for your shit. Don't care. So close your eyes if you need to. Put your hoodie on. <laughs> get some fucking earbuds. Lock yourself in the closet. Lock yourself in the bathroom. All of these are, are love the love them. Put a pillow over your head. I don't care. Go outside is my favorite choice, to be honest, but I never am smart enough to think about that one. But if you just walk out the door, just go outside. Um, that can help. So when you feel these things <clears throat> bottling up inside of you, you're going to start automatically seeing that situation in that mind's eye. That's already what you see. That's already what you're thinking. And now everything that comes out of your mouth is tainted with that. And it's not clear and it's not good. And then later when we lay down in bed at night, we don't feel clear and we don't feel good because it wasn't good because we know it. We don't need it. Nobody needs to tell you what connection feels like. You know what's good and what's bad. So we, when we have a bad connection, this is how we feel. Bad. <laughs> so uh, I, I highlighted this because I loved it. Emotion literally means disturbance. It comes from the Latin emovere meaning to disturb, amovere, amovere, meaning to disturb. So it goes on to talk about how we need to stop. Well, I'll just keep reading because y'all, I'm not really good at explaining. Hold on. Okay. So emotion means to disturb. <sighs> Short-lived pleasure side of continuously alternating pain and pleasure cycle. Pleasure is always derived from something outside of you. So when you get into these situations and then we start like becoming um, addicted to things or um, spending money on concerts, I, I don't know, like anything you can do, like just getting through your day so you can get to the one thing that you love the most, that pleasure-seeking behavior. So it's talking about how that's not pleasure. <laughs> that's just you, you're still just freezing for a second 
all of the other things you feel and you're placing it with you're replacing it with pleasure and then all that other shit's going to come back anyways when you're done with this one thing and how it creates this vicious cycle <laughs> bro i'm on it okay love it riding the wave <laughs> so <laughs> so emotion literally means to disturb so okay in in an ideal world in this book your consciousness your mind is is spending time with itself in moments of clarity breaking up your pleasure pain cycle your emotive thinking your emotional reaction and then it's self-feeding blah 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 all that crap i just talked about um yes <laughs> yes yes okay so what does that all mean back to what i said so when your kid is talking for example shut up just shut up um <laughs> it's always shut up i don't want to shut up so <laughs> i want to tell them so bad okay so <laughs> okay it's always shut up so be quiet your child is talking be quiet are we listening to them when they talk 80 mm, percent of the time no uh-huh uh-huh, uh-huh, but I'm trying to fuck around on my phone. I'm trying to get through this um, this chapter that I was trying to read on this book that I had to read three times, or I'm trying to think about what we're going to have for dinner, or I'm trying to whatever, blah, blah, blah. All of that stuff, as you know, is happening inside of me, but I'm allowing all of that stuff to affect my external reactions to the kids, right? We get it. So that's the idea, is that if you spend time with your thoughts, and so let's say your ideal situation goes, we'll just, we'll just use that guy with the baby. Guy with the baby that cried that couldn't handle it because of the previous ugh, dead baby situation, which, oh my God, oh my God, yes, oh my God. I feel, yeah, I'm so sorry, friend. So guy with that, every time his baby cries, what could he do? It talks about it in parenting on the inside out or parenting from the inside out. Um, he's got to take deep breaths, remove himself from that situation. He needs to understand why I'm upset. Oh, my God, I'm upset. This is making me upset. And then leave. And then later, the power of now recommends and all like millennia of human beings recommends meditation or just a calm time with yourself, right? This this quiet time where you can collect all of those scattered thoughts that you've had. And then when he's in that quiet time, he can think, why was I upset? I've never really been around babies. I mean, except for that one time. Oh, shit. You know, <laughs> I don't know how he's going to come to it, but, <laughs> you know, I Therapy, books, meditating. It's, you have to like do it. <laughs> you can't just want it. You have to do it. It sucks. So that's what they, that's what all of this is leading to is that the best answer for him to connect with his baby is for him to look inside of himself, right? Like why would I feel this way about a baby? Or like a baby crying is such a normal thing, but it's so weird. Like what? And only in the quiet time of our, sorry, my dog was shaking. Only in the quiet time of our minds can we have those thoughts. So babysitting. So, oh, I got one more passage. I don't want to get, okay. Babysitting. Trust people with your kids. Don't trust people you don't trust. Don't do it. If you don't want to and if you don't like that person, but find someone that you genuinely like and that makes your kid feel safe and practice leaving your kid alone because your brain cannot function without silence. Um, if you're not willing to do this because, girl, I was a psycho with Hank, okay? He was never going anywhere without me. I love him. He, I just still need to know where he is, okay? Um, so I understand, but if that's the case then you have to wake up 
three hours or two hours or whatever before everyone else and you have to do it then or you have to stay up or you have to set an alarm or you have to do whatever you have to force this in because it's important and it will help and I love you and I care about you and I want everyone's babies to be having like this best time ever reading rainbow everybody together yes okay so back to reading the best Here's um, what it says and how this, then we'll go into the birthday parties. What time is, okay, ooh, crap, I'm a liar. Hold on, let me read the whole thing. Okay, I'll get it together. Imagine the earth devoid of human life, inhabited only by plants and animals. Would it still have a past and a future? Could we still speak of time in a meaningful way? The question, what time is it? Or what's the date today? If anybody were to ask this, it would be quite meaningless. The oak tree or the eagle would be bemused by such a question. What time, they would ask? Well, of course, it's now. The time is now. What else is there? Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to I'm going to bring up something scary that my dad said to me one day. I am not happy with him for it, but it was true. I told him someone died and then he said after saying like, oh, really? Wow, that's crazy. Whatever. Then he says, well, no day is promised to anybody. <laughs> what the fuck? Ah, that was so scary. What? Dad, that is so grim. Ah, way to give me serious anxiety. Thank you. Wow. Wow. But in reality, he's, he's accurate. We all know that we walk around with this every day that you could just walk out and get hit by a fucking bus or I see buses less now in my neighborhood, but you know, whatever you could, a drunk driver could take you out at any time, like anywhere. I feel like that's a real fear I have. Like they just come into people's houses and shit. So that could happen at any time. Okay. The it's now it's right now. You're alive right now. You're vacuuming the stairs right fucking now. You're caring about your baby's feelings right now. You're listening intently to a story about a poo-poo monster from a cave that came out of someone's ear, right? It's not great. <laughs> it's not great. And it's really hard to follow, <laughs> but you're doing it. And as long as your face looks engaged and entertained and happy to be there, yes, that's it. Now, now, that way, 10 minutes from now, your conscience is clear. Six hours from now, when you're laying in bed, your conscience is, cl your conscience is clear. God, I talk so fast, y'all. Sorry. Your conscience is clear. And you're free to sleep like an angel. So when you take that moment and you think, what is going on right fucking now? Right now is my little baby Ursula sad and feeling lonely. That's my girl name, by the way. That's my girl name I never got to use. Um, you know, do I need to put everything down right now because this is important? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's on the list. Sure. Um, do I need to put my phone down because my baby's climbing all over me? like a baby kid, everybody climbing over me like a cat and I'm fucking around on my phone trying to plan a birthday party. Yeah. I need to put it down. I can come back to that. What else am I going to do when I'm pooping? For real. <laughs> so, you know, the kids are now, they only know now they're only emotions. They're only emotions. They only know now. And you're only living in the past and in the future. You're pissed about something that happened before and you're angry about something you're about to have to do. So now, how are we going to do this? How does this apply? Okay, let's move into my birthday parties. Might have to add another recording to this, y'all. I am just blah, 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 blah today. Okay, we moved... We live in a suburban neighborhood now with sidewalks, all the jazz. We didn't have that last time. There are 25 kids in the pre-K class. That's tw 25. Okay. 
So all of them have had amazing birthday parties. All of them have not only had birthday parties where they've had food and bounce castles and all this exciting stuff, but some of them have rented out um, this, like the Play City or I don't know what it's called where you are. Sometimes they're called Bounce House or whatever, like a place where you go in and play. It's an indoor playground. And the other one is doing a ninja place, right? So back to Magnus's birthday excitement, Magnus's birthday expectations, and then how I'm feeling because then I'm trying to plan. This is 25 children. And so if you've ever planned a birthday party in a space that's not your home, you know that that costs a shit ton of money. But it's worth it because you don't have to do anything. But you still have to drop the money and then you still have to feed everyone and then you have to get them gifts like fucking party favors right so this is the expectation the first birthday we showed up they had fucking pony rides okay so magnus wants a birthday party and i have to plan one like keep up with this 25 people thing okay we went on a big trip for christmas We spent a ton of money. We had a great time. Planned on it. What I didn't think about was that there are 25 fucking kids in that class. Oh, my God. It would cost $1,000 to take them to Chuck E. Cheese. Just to take them to Chuck E. Cheese. And that's Chuck E. Cheese. I don't even want to know what this other shit is because it's $20 a day per child. So... Then they bring food and presents. Oh, my God, y'all. So I'm just, like, rubbing my head in absolute stress. So I'm like, okay. And then I, I'm i looking to kind of see, well, surely not everyone RSVPs, RSVPs, right? I haven't been to a couple birthday parties. We were out of town, blah, blah, blah. Um, Then one of the moms told me everyone RSVP'd. Everyone. And she had to pay she was already having to pay extra to cover like the amount of the kids in the class already because they went over their party limit and then people were like bring gonna bring brothers and sisters and like all I'm like ah stop oh my god stop I can't even right so (laughs) ah! so I said okay sorry I'm really thirsty today um so I said Okay, well, I can't afford to do that, so I have to have it at my house. I have no other choice, right? So I spent days going through every single clearance item on orientaltrading.com, y'all. I fucking picked through it. I got some deals. And then, oh, and Magnus, um, Magnus's theme is a rainbow party. So we'll come back to that. But then, obviously, Keith was like, People are going to think that's like a gay coming out party. And I was like, oh, my God, they're four. So now I have to be worried about like, what the fuck? But I anyways, we'll come back to that. (laughs) We'll come back to that. So all of this is happening. I say we have to have it at our house. Fine. So then I buy all this stuff on orientaltrading.com for all of these kids to come to my house. I've got... Um, oh, my favorite website, Constructive Playthings. Yes! So I, got, I went through every single one of their clearance items to get anything that would go with the theme rainbow. Then I was on Amazon for, like, I'm not even joking, y'all. This was like two days of my time. I totally ignored my family for this. I'm dead ass. <laughs> so I'm like looking through all this stuff, right? I get it. Boom. Use my credit card points to pay for it. Yes! Okay now I'm sitting there talking to my friend about food and I'm like, well, I think I'll just do like spaghetti or something, baked ziti, whatever. And I'm telling her about how I want to make these trays and I'm just getting exhausted thinking about it. She's a genius, by the way. I'm going to share this with all of you. And she says, why don't you just do macaroni and cheese? That's what they'll, that's what they'll eat. I got, you know, oops, sorry. I got four pizzas and I still had leftovers because kids don't eat when they're partying. I'm like, oh, you're totally right. That's a genius move. Then I can have like grown-up macaroni and cheese and little kid macaroni and cheese. We can put meat in it. You know, and I'm just going through all this stuff. And in my head, I'm just, oh, my God. What if everyone RSVPs? That's like 50 people right off the bat. And that's one adult per child. 
That's one adult per child. And I have five fucking kids. So now we're just like, fucking, oh my God. <laughs> so, and I have friends that are not in that class. So this is all starting to just really come down on me. Okay. So my friend leaves and I'm left with this thought and I'm left with this thought and I'm left with this thought. Go about my day. My husband calls. I'm telling him, I don't think our bathroom can handle it. I have one toilet. The two, there's two upstairs, but I don't want people in my fucking upstairs. I want people in my house like that. And so that means there's only one toilet or else my other option is that people traipse through my uh, upstairs. And I don't even, I think having that many people in my house is like a fucking fire code violation. Like I'm not even joking. It's not that big. And so the backyard is not that big. The front yard is not that big. And so I'm just thinking about this and I'm telling my husband and he says to me, are you doing this to keep up with everybody? Like, what are you doing this for? Right? So then later I, he's right. So I'm like, well, here's, I'm doing it for Magnus. Right. And that's what I tell him. I'm doing it for Magnus. Obviously that's the answer. So he's, so then he starts saying, well, what does Magnus want? Right. So then I'm sitting there thinking, well, he wants everyone to care it's his birthday and he wants to have a party. But does he want every single person in the class to be there? I don't know. I've just assumed that's what he wants. Again, suspend judgment. So I just assumed he wants like what that other girl had. Parties and fucking, and, I mean, ponies and, you know, all blah, 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 right? His idea of a party now, in my mind, is obscured by my idea of what the other parents are putting on. So. I am sitting there talking to my husband and I'm like, I don't disagree with you. I literally don't want this. I don't want that many people in my fucking house. I genuinely don't think the toilet can handle it. It literally needs 10 minutes between every fucking flush to fill back up with water or it won't flush. That literally doesn't even work numbers wise. Like it does. That's not, that's not even enough toilet for all the kids in the class without there being, you know, with there not being some kind of line. So we're talking it out, whatever. I get off the phone with him. Um, and then, well, actually, I had the idea on the phone with him. So now I'm thinking, okay, what does Magnus want? What does Magnus want? So I'm thinking, okay, maybe I can get away with giving all of those badass, like, because I bought, like, um, party bag shit, obviously, uh, party favors and all kinds of stuff. And then I got a pinata, so I got stuff to go in the pinata. So there'll be plenty for the kids. So I was like, okay, how about if I get all this stuff together and give it out to the kids on the day of his birthday at school? Because in addition to throwing these grand birthday parties where they rent out the spaces, feed the kids, give them party favors, They also bring a treat to class on the day of the birthday. It's, we've been to class four days this fucking week and I've gotten a cookie and a donut. (laughs) So like, it's just the sheer number here is wild. So, so I say, okay, well I'm doing whatever. So maybe I can get Magnus to let me give them that and then we can have like a family party and invite whatever, uh, whoever we want. Because at the beginning of the year, I, and I believe it, I told another mom that I think it's rude not to invite all of the kids in the class. I would never do that. That would be so sad. Like, to the thought of a kid being sad because of me makes me so sad. Oh, it makes me really sad. No, everyone can go. They're in preschool. They don't understand. They don't fucking know. They just want to party. Everyone's friends. Everyone's friends. They're the best. Um... So how am I going to break that to Magnus? Because he also thinks that everyone's the best. Friends are awesome. So in Truth and Lies, they talk about, going to go back to the truth and lies, what people are really thinking. And in this book, they talk about stories and how stories are so important and how they matter more than anything else, right? And this emotional connection that we have, this dramatic thing that happens between humans, And the power of props, hand gestures, obviously it's about body language, right? So it's about props and it's about visuals and, and, and creating an emotion. And so I had a genius thought and I'm super excited. 
Some beautiful angel person gave me a set of the old school counting blocks that are wooden. They're like, I have like a thousand block, a hundred block. I have tons of 10 blocks. I have one blocks. Um, so I get all of this stuff out and I set up our house visually for him. And I say, okay, here's the 25 kids from your class. And I pull, pull some tens aside. And I say, here's some tent. Also, I was smart enough to make the house small. Just so you know. Because <laughs> I almost like got to town like, well, I'm going to make a cute little house. And then I was like, oh, you're so dumb. You're going to make the house big enough. <laughs> so I make a little house. I get the 25 kids. And then I show him physically. I said, okay, here's our house. Here's our backyard. Here's our front yard. Here's our side yard. Here are the kids in your class. And I put them on top of the house and kind of spread them out. And I was like, they don't even fit here. This many people doesn't physically fit here. And then I got the other 25 people and I said, here's all their moms and dads, right? This is just one adult per person. Try to put them in the house, Magnus. And he's like, I can't, they don't fit. And he's like piling them on top and he's having a good time. And I'm like, yeah, they don't fit. So I don't know what to do, Magnus. So here's what I'm, cause I don't, I can't have a party with that many people. And then here's where Big Bro came in for the win. Hank just happened to be there and totally had my back the whole time and was like, oh my gosh, like look at, okay, so my birthday's coming up and this is how many people I'm bringing to my party. And he pulls three aside and he's like, get your friends out of the house. <laughs> and then he's like, look how small my party is compared to your party. That's a lot, Magnus. And I was like, I don't know if the fire department will allow it. And also we have one toilet. Uh, so I'm not really sure how it's going to work out. And so we're talking and I said, but I do have a plan. But I do have a plan. What if we bring all the good presents that we bought for your party to your friends and give them out for them? And he's like, oh, I get to hand them out. I get to hand them out. I'm like, oh, hell yeah, you do, boy. Yes, it's your birthday. You know you will. So you hand them out. Because when you talk to them, you have to pretend everything is awesome. You literally have to be the Lego guy from, from the Lego movie. Everything is fucking awesome. You have to be peppy. It sucks ass. Obviously, that's why we drink or smoke or have to be on Prozac every day. It's not, it's not easy. So, yay, it's your birthday. You're going to do it. So then I say, okay, well, who do you want to bring to your birthday? Uh, we'll have a family birthday party like us, our family, and Lily, and Miss Dulce. You know what I mean? Like explaining all of these other people that are not necessarily school friends. And then I'm like, dude, who do you – would you like to ask a friend to come? You know, so then he pulls – five little sticks aside and he, he he named the same little boy for the first stick and the last stick it was so cute i was like okay so that kid muy importante got it so he brings those aside and then you know hank's like do they fit in your house and they did fit in the house and yay they can all come to the party we can have a party and that's how I manipulated my son out of having a massive birthday party and eliminate all my stress. Yes! And guess what? I got to have all those good ideas because I was alone. Because I was alone. Be alone. Get a babysitter. Leave your kid with someone. It's awesome. <laughs> In this case, they go to school now, thank God. But um, I didn't send Hank to school for a very long time. And now I think, oh, why did we spend all that time together causing each other stress? Um, so I am going to let you go. Let me see. Did I do all this stuff? Oh, wait. I want to talk about that. That's right. Magnus. What did Magnus want? So Magnus ultimately just wants to have people sing him happy birthday in front of a cake with presents and play a little like a wild animal that i can deliver that i can deliver baby hey got you buddy
got you. So when you bring it down to its absolute basic level without your expectations that you brought to the table, (laughs) super hard to find, Uh really hard to find that person. But when you find that mindset, then you can really clearly kind of see, oh, okay, well, when it boils down to it, this kid wants a party. Does he, he didn't seem, when I brought it up to him and I showed him all the things, he didn't cry. He didn't scream. He didn't say, I need every single person there. That would have indicated, well, fuck, I guess we're going to have to rent out a park. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, cause it's, I mean, ultimately don't fucking like, like on the real, don't put yourself in debt for some dumbass thing like that. But um, you can afford, like, the, the park was, like, 400 bucks. I can do $400. I can't do 1000 So bring it all the way back to the basic level. What do they want? What do they need? And then suspend judgment and take into the context the surrounding of the moment. Is it a stressful moment? Hold on, y'all. I got to yell at this dog. She's growling. Sorry, guys, a big truck came through the neighborhood and got all the dogs all riled up. Oh, my God. It was apparently a huge deal. (laughs) I had to wait for You could literally hear it going down the street and just hear the dogs barking going as like a wave of sound going down the street. (laughs) I don't know why they're pissed at that truck, but wow, they don't like it. That must make a weird sound. (laughs) Okay, sorry. So... When, when you bring it back to exactly what the kid wants, the most important thing is that when you're looking at them and they are freaking out. So let's say it didn't go well. Let's say he freaked out and was like, ah, I hate this or whatever else. Okay. So suspend judgment. How would I do that? I have no idea. <laughs> I'm still working on it. Okay, so we're going to pretend that you suspend judgment and that you got past that part. Um, Context of the situation. Did you just randomly just like jump in there and throw this shit on him because it's on your mind, right? And expect him to uh, accept that that was like happening now that you were taking away his birthday party? Um, Is somebody watching? Is that causing anxiety or pressure on him? I hate being watched, especially when I'm being talked to about something important. I fucking hate it. If, you know, is he trying to watch a TV show? Is it in an appointment? In an important part? You know, all of this stuff matters on how they react. And it could have nothing to do with you. So then say you come to them, they don't react well. And then you think, God, you're like a spoiled shit or whatever mean. That's that's the mean shit that I used to hear. But like how like, oh, my God, I can't believe this or whatever. It's like. What is upsetting them? So like. Could it potentially have nothing to do with you is really what I'm getting at. Could it potentially have nothing to do with you? Could it potentially be that they have anxiety for their birthday party because they hate Sarah and she's rude and they don't want her to come and she's in their class or whatever? Yeah, fuck yeah. Is it possible they don't want to talk about their birthday party because they're watching their show and it was an important fucking part and you just came in here with your fucking shit about this birthday party? Yeah, Because they're humans too. And if they did that shit to you, you'd be like, oh my God, (laughs) what the fuck? (laughs) So all of that's a real, right? Like a, that could definitely, yes, be having an effect on how they're reacting. Do they need to poop? Are they tired? Are they hungry? Have you even fed them yet? All of these things could take, should be taken into account. So it's not just that they're spoiled. It's not just that they're a brat. It's not just that they're selfish. It's not just that they can't control their emotions. All of these, it's not any of those things. Those are all judgments. (laughs) That's the first thing you think. That's all judgment. It's not a question. The question should be, what's going on with you, bud? What's going on? Why I, whoa, I can see you're really upset. So I'm going to wait and then we'll talk about it. And you just sit there with, with like fucking just sitting there, crisscross applesauce, chilling. Fucking around on your phone. That's when I fuck around on my phone because I ain't got time to just be staring at your face. <laughs> and then when they're re- <laughs> and then when they're ready to talk, oh, all right, you calm? Hell yeah, bud. What's up? Come here. Why were you so upset about that? I don't like it. I don't. I didn't mean to hurt you. I just wanted to ask about your birthday. Was it a bad time or is something else going on? You know. Then you can ask. <sighs> with all of these things on your mind, of course you can act like that. Of course you can 
go through with it. Anybody can. Finding the time to practice it, finding the time to, to make it happen, that's pretty difficult. But don't let it stress you out, man. As long as you're taking that time now, you're nailing it. Do it now. Today, for the rest of the day. Do it in the next five minutes. Turn this shit off and go to something else, man. This is, you know, do it now. If you were supposed to start your own podcast, if you were supposed to start a YouTube channel, if you keep writing children's books, do it now. Do it in your quiet time. Make time for things for yourself. You want to do meditation. You want to do swimming. You always wanted to join a volleyball class. Do it now. Um, you don't always have to wait. Um, if you want to be a better parent, do it now. <laughs> Just do it now. It doesn't matter if you were a bitch 10 minutes ago. It doesn't fucking matter. They don't care. Children are so connected to you in ways that you get just, you, they don't care. They don't care. They'll forgive you. They're like puppies. They're like precious little animals of love. Just don't be a bitch now. Just don't do it anymore. Just keep trying. And if you're a bitch, whatever. Girl, yes. <laughs> Me this morning, twice. I don't care. It's fine. <laughs> it's, what we're trying to get is the scale to lean uh, heavier on the side where you bring your children comfort, joy, and happiness, and love, and safety. That's it. A nice, true connection that will help their minds be healthy into the future. So, what can you expect? Expect confusion all the time. All the time. Expect they have no idea what you're talking about. Expect they don't know why you're in a bad mood. Expect they are irritated by your presence because you're being weird. We're all playing. Expect confusion. And when we expect confusion at, oh, this is an obscure topic. Then I can remember... Hell yeah! When I was reading my truth and lies, I remembered how important stories are, and now I can use props. Yes, that will help get the message across. And then we can just keep moving forward like that, like climbing some fucking terrible ladder. Oh my god, I just thought of a good metaphor. Yes! Wait, simile? Simile. It's a simile. Okay. So at SeaWorld the other day, or not the other day, but at SeaWorld one time, best day ever with my boys. Uh, I paid for them to try that tension ladder that twists and turns. It's only held by the top and the bottom. Fine. So the kid was so cute because Hank is like a 12-year-old dude. And he like could tell he, Hank wanted to do it, but he was like intimidated and didn't want to be embarrassed by like falling. Because it's like he's in a weird middle school age where everything's so fucking embarrassing. And so old dude was like probably 19, 20. And he was like, you want me to show you how to do it? I can do it. And Hank was like, yeah, totally. And he showed Hank how to do it. And... This man climbed up there like fucking Spider-Man. Five seconds. Boom. Hit the buzzer. And then he's like, you want me to tell you how to do it? So then he shows Hank how to do it, right? And he's explaining how he uses tension. So he becomes the master of the rope for this simile or metaphor. It don't fucking matter. He gets the rope and he creates his own tension. Therefore, creating his own little bridge. And then he kind of moves very tiny forward on that little bridge. Then pushes down again, creates tension, moves his legs up. Ding, 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 ding. Pushes his arms down. Okay, fine. So I understand that. I'm watching him do it. Hank understands this. He's watching him do it. Um, <laughs> but doing it? No. So I paid like 20 bucks. Hank tried it three times. Still didn't do it. He kept getting better each time because he understood how to do it. But it took practice. And that's our simile. Because it uses like her ass. I'm pretty sure. That's our simile for the day. Is that like. That ladder. It's going to keep fucking swinging man. <laughs> Parenting is hard. It's fucking hard. That's why everyone's stupid. Because no one's trying hard. <laughs> well that's not true. A lot of people are trying hard. But less people. <laughs> less people are working as hard at it. As let's just say us because I'm feeling cheeky so us but it's hard it's a ladder that's always moving you're gonna fall off of it you're gonna have to pay to fucking do it again and you're gonna fall off of it again but the more you do it the better you get at it and you can create your own fucking bridge man so even if it's crazy even if it's weaving push down Firm. Take control of it. 
and then scale it. Yes! Uh, girl power, bitches! People power, really, because I'm for everyone, but I really like to say girl power. So thanks, Spice Girls. But yes, fucking do it yourself. Do it yourself, right? It's you. It's you that's got to push the tension down. It's you that's got to climb the ladder. And it's you that has to also remember to take a deep breath and suspend judgment. Because, yes, he's whining like a fucking baby and you want to punch him or take his face and shove it into a brick wall. (sighs) But that's really just about you (laughs) and your lack of patience and how fucking much you hate whining. (laughs) So take a deep breath because even though you feel that way you obviously don't you don't want that you don't want that to happen you don't want to do that you don't want to have that on your fucking number one you don't want to do that it's fucking bad (laughs) but (laughs) you don't want to have that shit on your conscience when you spit out venom at them or when you say something vicious that's going to be in your mind man it's going to sit with you and then you you know you start to question whether or not you are a good person and you just start to have all these Ugh, crying fits, and I don't even want to talk about it. We all know. We all know what happens. So, I'm going to leave you. Uh, I hope it all tied together and made coherent sense. My party week was amazing, and I'm so excited. And I think I might just go walk up, get a coffee, and then take a nap to finish it off perfectly. So, books. Parenting from the inside out, truth and lies, power of now. All of those are good. Uh, I will finish reading the other half. (laughs) Maybe. And we'll see if I can bring you some other nuggets that matter. But I love you. You're kick-ass. If you're dealing with children's birthday parties, wow. I'm sorry. Because it can feel like a lot of pressure. And I felt... We didn't even get into how how come I felt pressure because I love birthday parties. (laughs) I love throwing a party. So um, I had to turn that knob way, way down too. too. So uh, if you're dealing with that pressure, I feel it. I'm so sorry. But really what's important is that at the end of the day, your kid is having a good time or your mom is having a good time or your brother or whoever you're putting this party on for. Um, and what do they want? Because a lot of people at a party isn't really like a carefree fun day for a lot of people. (laughs) So make sure you're doing like, if I'd have had that many people at my house, would I have seen Magnus all day? No fucking way. We would have no memories of that day together. It would just be like a fucking blur of a circus. And that's not necessarily the best. And then he'd get overstimulated and he'd probably cry. And then I'd get embarrassed because the entire fucking class is here looking at, (sighs) you know what I'm saying? Don't nobody need that. Nobody needs that. What we need is a great day because it's my baby's birthday party. So it should be exactly as he wants. So I'm leaving now because I'm so chatty. Love you. Email me at uneducatedhousewife at gmail.com. Yeah, I'm just going to leave you with that because I think you're awesome. Bye.